Okay, welcome back to the Pivot Podcast. Woohoo! This is The One with Phoebe's Dad, Season 2, Episode 9. Yay! Chipping away at Season 2. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of in the end of the year here in 1995, December 14th, so Mm -hmm. getting there. I like how this one starts with, like, Christmas music. Me too. I was watching last week's episode, and this week came on, and I was like, oh, I wish it was Christmas time. I know, I'm, like, not... I don't know. I, I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for the fall. Is like, it time that we say that? Is everyone going to say like pumpkin spice everything? Like I'm ready for it. The fall. Like I'm not. I, the heat is too much. I mean, the heat is no, too much. I mean, it is like I'm ready for the essence of fall. I love where it makes you feel so cozy, but I also love summer. I was going to say we're not done with summer yet, no, right? Absolutely not. Honestly, though, like I was I was talking to somebody today and I was like, this summer has not been very hot up until like the last like couple mm-hmm. of weeks. So people complaining about this summer. Shush. Honestly, yeah, it hasn't. I need a few more pool days. Oh, totally. I need a few more summer vacays. Like mm-hmm. summer's not over yet. So if anybody is ready for fall, shove it. No, I just get excited because I like fall, but I don't want to say bye-bye to summer yet. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. No, not yet. Um, we actually got quite an email from a listener. Yes, we did. It was quite passionate. I think it's a little too long to read, but I think we could probably give highlights maybe. Absolutely. Let's, let's do it. So I got it pulled up. It's from Sarah, um, Natalie's previous work wife without a plug. I know. I was thinking that I was like, I can't say she's my work wife anymore because, um, I changed jobs, whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. but I think she's just my wife. Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So I have it pulled up. Do you want, should I run through the highlights? Yeah. 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 Long story short, she's disappointed. Yes. But I think the number one thing that she was not happy with from our last episode was, or maybe two, was it two episodes now ago? Two episodes, two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Is basically the whole convo on who should pay for the first date. Oh, yes. Okay. Now. Knowing Sarah, like she is very much an independent woman. Oh, like she, if a man can't handle her being independent, like see ya, bye. So mm-hmm. I, I totally know that that's where that's coming from, from her. Is it an independence issue though? Cause like you and I are both very independent people. I think I obviously have the more aggressive opinion that she disagrees with, which totally. honestly is totally fine. Oh yeah. Like. Thank you for disagreeing with me because it just makes me think about my stance on things. And it's like, it makes me look at my opinions with a more critical eye. I'm like, okay, thank you for making me think. I appreciate it. Well, maybe you guys are just testing men in two different ways. Like you are testing for the chivalry aspect and she's testing for the, can you handle me wanting to pay for myself aspect? Cause I'm going to mm. challenge you kind of in that regard. Like, can you handle me going on girls trips mm-hmm. and please don't talk to me for a weekend? Yeah. Cause that's the expectation. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think they're just different ways of going about testing men. <laughs> yes. Which we love. <laughs> Who doesn't love to do that? Um, absolutely. Men deserve to be tested. Thank you, patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think she also had, oh, she didn't like a Love Island. Okay. She's well, not a Love Island fan, which no, we can't change. She is not a reality TV fan at all. Like I would come in to work and I'd be like, hey, I just watched 
selling sunset or, oh God, I watch so much reality TV. I just watched this and this. And she's just like, girl, why are you talking to me? And there are those people out there that just do not like reality television. It's an escape for me. Mm -hmm. She does not get on board with it. Now, respect, okay? Like That's fine. I mean, not your thing. I I'm will not say watch one, the bat, one, blacklist, one, one part of this was watching shows with real entertainment value. <gasps> reality does not have real entertainment value, which we're mm. just going to have to agree to disagree on that one. Yes. So, yep. Because in my opinion, Love Island is very entertaining. It's very entertaining. Yes. I'm almost caught back up. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Um, anyway, she ends it in Forever Yours and Meatball Subs, which we, we love. So Yay! thank you so much for making us think a little bit more and just giving us your thoughts and opinions. Yeah. We, we want to it. hear your thoughts and opinions. Always. Always. Should we get into the episode? Yes. So before we do, mm. our writers are Jeff Astroff and Mike Sikowitz. Sikowitz, man. Um, director is Kevin S. Bright. And like I said earlier, our original air date is December 14th, 1995. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into the episode recap. We've got Phoebe Chandler and Joey. So I'm going to start with Ross. Ross is going Christmas shopping. He's not in the storyline, but he's going Christmas shopping. He he gets Rachel a slinky as a present <laughs> and she's unamused. How expensive was a slinky? Because that seems like such a cheap gift. What a dumb gift. You're like, I'm sorry. What, are you like 10 years old? Right. Like, oh, are you trying to be funny? I don't. Again, like Ross is terrible in relationships. What are you doing, sir? Absolutely terrible. I don't get the slinky. We digress, but the slinky is like, goes down as one of the stupidest presents ever. Agreed. And, uh, you know, he also gets another gift, which is just like a picture frame with one of those stock photos in it. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem like a big deal. Phoebe comes in and she recognizes the stock photo and she goes, that's my dad. <laughs> The friends are like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And she pulls out more stock, more photos, which are of the same man, stock photo man. And they're like, Phoebe, that's just the guy that poses in the picture frame. Like, oh my God. <laughs> He's standing in front of a, a a blue background with a collie. And she goes, maybe it, it was just really clear that day. I know. Like, <laughs> It's one of those things. I think it's, it's like I was this, this year's old when oh I was today years old when I learned, you know, I just said that today. Really? Yes. Because, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I don't think I've said this before on air, but I will admit it. I'm just going to do it. So I just found out within the last year that God, oh God. this is so embarrassing. Thunder is the sound that lightning makes. So when lightning strikes, so the, the, and I did know this before, the speed of light is much faster than the speed of sound, right? So you see the lightning and that's why we do the one Mississippi, two Mississippi mm -hmm. to see how far away the lightning strike was is because by the time the sound gets to you should be how far away it, it I don't know if that's actually like scientifically accurate, but I thought that thunder was clouds crashing into each other or something i don't really know yeah. what i thought it was but you know i could see that i honestly don't think that that's that outrageous oh okay i feel better now <laughs> did someone give you a hard time for that my husband who oh he's a oh, fucking engineer he's an engineer I mean, like he's sciencey yeah he is but again he doesn't listen to this podcast either so Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck our sciencey husbands down with the patriarchy um <laughs> Do you ever find that that is kind of cringe down with the patriarchy? I feel like it's like being overused. I don't know. I, I 
did just go see Barbie and you haven't seen Barbie yet. Oh, you yet. did just go see Barbie. So you're in, you're in that mode. I, I'm in that mode. So Which is can, totally fine. Yeah. And I totally agree with it. But sometimes this just makes me cringe. Really? Like if people are shouting it out of their windows or have like yes. a sticker on their. Yes. Like it's, it just feels overused at this point. Mm, as in like we should wait and use it at the right time. Or yeah. just not at all. And, and just actually and take sounds, the patriarchy down. Yeah. Like it just seems, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just feels like too much sometimes. It's performative to you. Thank you. Okay. There we that go. We got there. Yeah. Yes. Like I wholeheartedly believe in the concept. I just feel like some people just have no idea what it actually means and just like say it. Oh, I hate that. When you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm like one of those people that I'm not going to put it on my story on Instagram or something unless like I know what it is. Like I'm, I'm not just going to put it on there to put it on there mm -hmm. kind mm -hmm. of thing just to be cool or whatever. I mean, I'm not cool. I don't have a TikTok. I, I watch the reels as they come out a week later. <laughs> <laughs> You're a reels person. I am not a TikTok we person. We just established how much of an old lady I am. I'm wearing Hey Dudes. I don't have any name brand shoes. She Most thought Steve Madden was like name brand. <laughs> and I was like, I hate to break it to you, but. <laughs> that's like the most name brand you have ever owned. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. Oh no, that's totally me. But Tiana is like really repulsed by the fact that I'm going camping in a tent this weekend. So. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> but I, was, I was like, so what kind of camping are we doing? Like. What kind of RV did you get? Mm. Well, you see, I got a six-person tent coming my way. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> sounds terrible. I just don't camp. I totally agree. Down with the patriarchy. I totally agree with that. Please don't get me wrong. And also, I don't camp. So yeah. All right. <laughs> we will. We will use it in the areas in which we we really should scream down with the patriarchy. Yeah. And then talk to me after. Or just like Barbie. make moves to actually like make it happen. You know what I mean? Yes. Always. Yeah. Always. And camping sucks. So <laughs> should we get back to Phoebe? Yeah. I don't know how we got to the patriarchy and camping sucks from that. But I love but it. But I like it. So Phoebe realizes something is wrong and goes to see her grandmother. And this is like really the only time. This is so funny because we hear all about her grandmother. Totally. We this hear a lot about her grandma. This is the only episode that we ever see Phoebe's grandmother in. Yes. Yes. And I, I, I like it. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that there's ever a point where it's like, man, I wish that they would have brought her back. I don't really feel that. No, I didn't. I didn't need to see her. Mm -mm. No, not at all. So when Phoebe sees her grandmother, she is like, okay, is this truly my dad? And her grandmother basically like comes clean and is like, your actual mother, the one who killed herself, did not want you to know who your real father was because it hurt too much when he left. So when she died, she just kept up the charade, which is like one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. I know. And also like... I don't know. I just, I think it's dumb, but it is so dumb. I can't, I can't, but you can see like Phoebe and her grandma are like one of the same. Oh yeah. You mean my dad's not a tree surgeon in Burma? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> like, please, you cannot tell me you got to be in your twenties and think that's an actual career. Thank you. But it, it's also Phoebe. This is like the episode I will say where there's like that kind of, um, connection between her and joey that's like that pretty, yeah pretty but dumb kind mm -hmm. of thing it's not often with phoebe but this is definitely her like i'm kind of dumb episode yeah i don't gullible. Like, i don't like those because it's just so stupid but no. her grandmother's like no he's actually a pharmacist in upstate gives her a real picture 
Phoebe tries to like find him and then again her grandma caves and gives her the exact address. Yeah. It's funny. She like knows exactly where he lives. Yeah. 74 something something Middleton. Yeah. So Phoebe Phoebe goes gets the cab to go find him. Yes. And this is the first time we're seeing grandma's cab which comes back a couple of times. Yeah. It's like the only car that they can have except for I guess the Porsche. Monica's dad's Porsche. Those are the two cars. Hey. It's Porsche. It's Porsche. Those are the two cars in the whole series. A yellow broken down cab and a Porsche. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. I love it. So Phoebe bring Joey and Chandler along to go see her dad. We uh, This is like, we can always see like Phoebe's a terrible driver. Oh my gosh. Yes. So bad. I don't know if I would, I don't think I'd get in a car with Phoebe. No, absolutely not. And I love how Chandler gets in the back seat. <laughs> She's like, yeah, the paramedics had to cut, cut the, to cut. he's like, where's the seatbelt? The paramedics had to cut it out. And he's like, Ooh. and he gets in the backseat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I so love that. It's really sweet. I thought it was really sweet that they went along with her so that she didn't have to go by herself. Yeah. I think that's really sweet. Although I don't get quite the, well, it'll work out and then we can go shopping kind of thought. It's like, I don't know. I think they're trying to do a nice thing for their friend and then try to shoehorn in Christmas shopping because they have not done diddly squat. Right. Which is, eh, you know, mid, Typical. mid-20s male. It literally. Yep. <laughs> what mid-20s male gets this Christmas shopping done I'm, before Christmas Eve? I'm pretty sure that my husband has had many a Christmas, Christmas Eve Eve, which is one of my favorite quotes from Christmas this episode. Eve. Christmas Eve Eve times at the mall because my family actually celebrates on Christmas Eve. Same, same. So, yeah. Have you ever been to Christmas? Uh, Christmas? Have you been to the mall on Christmas Eve? It's no. packed. No, I have not. It's so busy. Is it mostly men? No, actually, I feel like there's a lot of families. Interesting. No, I also like personal opinion. I have a really big issue with consumerism and like buying stuff for the holidays gives me massive anxiety. Oh. So yeah, because I just like. You don't like gifts? No, I just, I don't want stuff that I'm going to just not use. Like, so for the last five years, I think uh, my husband and I will, we won't get each other a gift. We'll go do something, hmm. you know? And then same thing, like now for my daughter, we have told everybody like, please no gifts. Like we don't want a whole plethora of toys and things like that. But of course I know we have the family members that are like, I'm going to get her a gift no matter what. So I reached out to him. I was like, Hey, these are the things she actually needs mm -hmm. or you can donate to us paying for a zoo membership or like an, oh, that's act cute. an activity. Yeah. Like I have a photo under this mural that says I would rather have a passport full of stamps than a house full of stuff. And that's like my vibe. I mm -hmm. would much rather like have minimal things in my home and just be like a world traveler. Yeah. I don't like the junk. I, I still, I love, I love a nice present pile at my feet. Yes. But I love quality. a nice present pile. And so I just basically like tell people what to get me. You are the Rachel. Yeah. You are the Rachel. A hundred percent. It's really hard to surprise me with a gift that I will actually like. I could see that. Yes. People are getting better. But yeah, I love a nice little present pile. Yeah. We're still trying to figure out like with our kids, like the whole Santa thing. Oh, okay. Thoughts on Elf on the Shelf. I'm not doing that. Thank 
You, no. me neither. It creeps me the fuck out. And I'm not also, doing it. I'm just not. Co- I'm just not putting that much work into it. I I don't care. I no. am not putting that much work into Elf on the Shelf. Way too much work. It creeps me out. I didn't do it as a kid. It's not happening. I would much rather watch Frozen every single day for ninety days straight than try to figure out this fucking Elf on the Shelf. And I'm sure that'll bring my kids just as much joy. <laughs> my daughter watched Frozen today because she's sick. <laughs> it's so great. It is great. Yeah. Do you guys talk, does, does she know who Santa is? Is that a thing? Like, I'm like, I've heard people say like, I don't want to lie to my kids and I feel bad, but then also like childhood. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So she's about to be two. So she doesn't quite get it. Although mm. uh, last Christmas we had a family member get us like this mini Squishmallow and it's a Santa doll. And I tried to like, we take all of the Christmas stuff and we put it in the basement. And next year we're going to do this thing that my husband had a coworker thought was cool. Takes all of the Christmas books and like, we'll wrap them up and it'll be like a 12 days of Christmas thing where you open up a book every day for the kids and you just like rewrap them every year. That's really cute. I really like that idea. We're going to do that. But when I tried to take the Santa Squishmallow downstairs... She was not having it because she just liked it. Oh, she just liked it. So now she knows that that's Santa. She'll say, Santa, Santa. Yeah. So I don't know that she understands the concept of Santa I think, like, it's fine to, like, have them Santa. But the whole, like, yeah, Santa's bringing you presents tonight. And, like, then you have to break it to him that you've just been lying to them. That makes me kind of feel bad for him. I know. But at the same time, like, there's also, like, that magic of childhood that they get for those years that you're, like... Oh man, if you could go back, like you would want to live in that world, you know? Yeah, for sure. It was, it's really fun waiting up for Santa. Yeah. Or we would, uh, hear Santa come because we would like hide in the basement. Is it really that bad of a lie that you're telling your kids? I really don't think it is. I don't think so. At the end of the day, now that we're talking through it. No, I think the bigger lie is that one day you'll own a house and not be in massive debt. Oh, (laughs) well, Good luck with that. But this was pre-08, so, you know, there was hope. So, was there even hope before that? I don't know. Maybe it was the 90s, early 2000s. But, yeah, I think we'll do the Tooth Fairy. We'll do Santa. Oh, yeah, the Tooth Fairy. Easter Bunny. Easter Bunny. We're not big. I'm not a big Easter person. I don't know if we'll do the Easter Bunny. Oh, yeah, but then... Your neighborhood's going to have all the kids out looking for Easter eggs and your kid's going to want to go look for the Easter eggs. Can't they just have like a competitive spirit and be like, I'm going to fuck you guys up hunting for these eggs. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't care if the Easter bunny is real, but I'm going to get these eggs. You do whatever you want to with your future (laughs) children. I respect it. (laughs) Man, there's a lot of things to think about. Why has this episode made us go off so many tangents? I don't know. got to the Easter bunny. (laughs) okay where were we phoebe is sitting outside of her dad's house yes phoebe is sitting outside of her dad's house she can't go in joey and chandler keep coaxing her she she gets out of the car she goes a little bit closer each and every time and then the final time she just gets in and she's like i think it's kind of the same thing of like don't meet your heroes she's like she doesn't know what this guy is like he could either be really great or he could just be the dirtbag that ran out on him to use her words. And that yeah. is, that is so true. Like don't meet your heroes. Like it's a disappointment. Like we put these fucking people on pedestals and they're just human. They will disappoint you. Oh yeah. 
Totally, because it's you're looking at them through rose-colored glasses, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. it's interesting that she has that kind of, like, self-awareness about, like, well, this guy could actually just be an asshole. And mm-hmm. so, I, you know, give a lot of respect to her for that, for, like, thinking ahead, because instead of going in blindly, like, that could be bad. Yeah, and, and, and just being, I think that happens a lot, especially with, like, children that have been abandoned or children with adopted parents and like Mm -hmm. they go on this search and it could end great, but it could also not end great. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't know what you're going to get. But so she's, she decides she's not ready and Mm -hmm. they go back to the city after what I can only assume is like at least like four or five hours just sitting out there. Yeah. Cause they get there and it's light and then it's like dark and yeah, they have to be, they have to be sitting up there for a while. Mm-hmm. I thought it was also really funny, too, before Phoebe drives up with the cab that Chandler and Joey are standing there talking about how it's like, oh, well, the malls close at 7. And I'm like, 7? They stay open so late now? Especially during the holidays. It's like, they're like, we're here till 11 o'clock. Woohoo! Screw yeah. you, Black Friday. We're open every day. Respect to the retail workers on the holidays, man. Good lord. Oh, be nice to be nice to the retail workers on the hall. Be nice to the retail workers, but especially during the holidays, they work their butts off. Right? They deserve like double the pay. No shit. Which actually, I think sometimes they do. They get time and a half when they work on holidays. Oh, that's as good. they fucking should. They should. Okay, next one. Mm-hmm. Ross, Monica, Rachel. Oh God. This is funny. So Monica and Rachel are broke. They're saving money this year. So they tip their public service people in cash, like the mail person, the newspaper guy, like they basically, you know, the superintendent, they didn't have money to tip them in cash. So they just bake them cookies, which is still a nice gesture. It's still, I mean, it's still a nice gesture. Like if someone baked me gluten-free cookies, cause they had me gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Same, same. I would be like, Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. I, but cash is better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who, who's going to no. turn down cash? But can you actually give cash to your mailman? Maybe that was a thing like in the building, like in New oh. York buildings. You know what I mean? I don't think necessarily like us in the suburbs would. I, my mailman just yells at me to pick up the mail more. <laughs> he gets, he gets is, mad because he gets stuff. <laughs> be like, I remember one time he's like, could you do me a favor? I was like, yeah, sure. Could you just pick up your mail like maybe once, twice a week? <laughs> Sorry, sir. How often do you pick it up? I mean, now I do it more because we do have those like little like skinny, like v- horizontal mail mailboxes. You know, it's not at the typical like one box uh, per house. Yeah. So I get where he's, I get where the man's coming from. So maybe he deserves and some cookies. I get a lot, I get a lot of packages because Cause consumerism over Cause here. Consumerism. <laughs> I am contributing you. to consumerism over here. <laughs> that is for damn sure. It's about a box a day <laughs> on a good day. Um, so maybe I should be baking him cookies. You should bake him cookies this year. The superintendent totally makes sense in New York though. I feel like that's totally common. Oh yeah, for sure. For but sure. Newspaper guy. Meh. I don't know. I don't know. Anyone live in New York in the 90s have have some insight on that? Yeah, talk to us. Um, they realize they've kind of fucked up, though, when they get their newspaper and it's trashed and then the mailman broke all the ornaments Monica's mom sent her. <laughs> yeah, that would be so sad. All I keep thinking is, like, what if she sent her family heirlooms and he just totally... Cr- I don't know. I went I went deep into that one. I was just People like, love an ornament exchange. They do. 
Actually, that would be fun. I've never done that. This episode is getting me in the holiday spirit. Dude, I know. Here we are <laughs> bitching about like, I'm not ready for fall. I want summer. But then we're like, bring on me Christmas, Christmas in July. Literally. I'm going to listen to Mariah Carey on the way home. Oh, stop it. Just kidding. So they have decided to throw a Christmas Eve party. Mm-hmm. While they're prepping for the party, Ross is like still pining, trying to get Rachel to forgive him after the terrible list. Now, this turns into like awesome comedy. Oh, yeah. Totally love where they went with like the shtick of this, of making Ross so uber needy. Mm-hmm. I Oh, my gosh. It's so good. It's not icky. It's not like cringy. It's fucking it's funny. funny it it treads that line and it's funny he's like she's um ross tells rachel make a list about me help you feel better and she's like i'm not doing that and he keeps poking her uh-huh and she finally does she says he's obsessive he's needy he doesn't seize the day and he wears too much hair gel yes the hair gel thing yeah that's and, what oh, gets it wear too much of that gel in your hair <laughs> <laughs> and it's like i don't think she's wrong about any of these and i don't think that any of these are like mean whereas ross's list was very mean i don't think this list is mean at all i think it's very true and like hilarious oh totally it's like just the right amount of true to be annoying to him Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. not like below the belt yeah which is what like you said ross's was totally below the belt yeah that's a good way it's not below the belt at all and it just sparks this like complete insecurity of like ross you know the whole episode just like asking a bunch of people like Monica she's like you don't think I'm obsessive and she's like for the 14th time no I don't think you're obsessive (laughs) struck a nerve yes Yes, so we're about to have the party right before the party Ross goes to turn down the heat because the heat's really hot in the apartment but he breaks the knob on the radiator and he pushes hot air into the apartment Uh Rachel calls the super, Mr. Traeger, Mm -hmm. asks if, and he's like, is it hot enough to bake cookies? (laughs) Yeah. So they keep, they think that that's like a total dig at them. Yeah. Which I would too. Oh yeah. Like I would too. And he says he can't fix it because he has to get a new part, which will take until Tuesday. Yeah. Which, yeah. So that, but they think that he's fucking with them because they tipped him in cookies. Right. I mean, if it weren't for that comment, then maybe I wouldn't think about that. But Mm -hmm. that comment does it. Mm -hmm. So we get to the party and all the guests are dying of heat. Mr. Trigger comes in because he heard there's a party. And um, they were, they, they, Ross is like, just pay the man to fix the heat. The girls don't want to cave. They're like, no, I'm standing strong, which I appreciate that. Yeah. They're also really broke. And broke. Yeah. Yeah. That too. So Ross is like, okay, you say I don't seize the day. I'm seizing. Oh my gosh, this whole part is so such a, funny. Such a dumbass man. He keeps giving Mr. Trigger money to try to bribe him as his Christmas tip to fix. And Mr. Trigger's like really confused. He's like, does this guy not know what I'm saying? Like, am I not saying it right? Yeah. <laughs> like he, the dude, Mr. Trigger actually can't get the part until Tuesday because the store's not open because the holidays. Right. So it's like, he's not, he actually really liked the cookies. Yeah, and he thought they were personal and it's like, oh, yeah, that is nice. He really liked the cookies. And I just love that line. Like, after he's like said he literally can't do it, it's not because of the cookies. Mm-hmm. Ross turns around to Rachel and she's like, nice seizing. <laughs> and it just annoys Ross even that much more, which is so like, oh, I, love I that. actually really enjoy when Ross and Rachel are kind of going at it. Me too. Because I think Rachel does a really good job at getting under Ross's skin 
And it's just so good. Totally. Yeah, it's oh, it's really, really good because it annoys him. He can't rise above it. Yeah, he, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when Phoebe, Joey, and Chandler get back from their, their trek up to Phoebe's dad's house, Joey comes in and he uh, he fixes the heat. He noticed the knob was broken, so he just turned it off from underneath. God love him. At the very end. <laughs> and then a moment of genius. How does Traeger not know that? He's a super. That's a very good question. I have no idea. That's that's a point I would like to just make right this minute. That's a point I would like to say. Okay, <laughs> we'll take a break and then we'll be right back. Alrighty, and we are back. We got some background research and blunders to talk about. Yeah, we already talked about it a little bit, but okay, Gunther. Let's talk about Gunther. Yay! I love Gunther. I know. So this is Gunther's first line in the series, and it's just, yeah. Yeah. But the way that he delivers it, it's not just, it, it's memorable. Yeah. Like, was it, Gunther, you got stairs, because he's trying to give Gunther the slinky. Uh-huh. I was like, Gunther, you got stairs in your place, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go nuts. Yep. <laughs> oh, James Michael Tyler. May oh, you rest yeah. in peace. I know. I thought this was really interesting. He's the only actor who knew how to work a cappa machine, cap, cappuccino machine, cappuccino machine. Because <laughs> he and he became the series regular. Like he was just supposed to never speak. I know. And then he was so great. He was like an actual barista when he was hired. Oh my gosh, which is amazing. And mm-hmm. then of course, like what he quits his job mm-hmm. because they paid him th- what they should. A little more than a barista. You know, unlike now where they're not paying people and people mm-hmm. are living, you know, in squalor, even though they're like famous actors. Support and, the actors and writers. Hence why they strike. Yeah. Um, this is our first actual Christmas episode, as we have been talking about all season, all episode long. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I loved that they did the a Christmas episode. Yep. But you get hints that Ross and Monica are Jewish. Which we haven't gotten before, right? We ha- uh, we we've gotten a f- we know Rachel's few. Jewish. They talk about a bat mitzvah at one point, um, but yeah, this is like the first like maybe more open talking about like Hanukkah watching Ross like fiddle with the menorah and yeah. stuff. Yeah, but yeah, so th- I think this is the first one where you know we got the tree decorating and mm-hmm. kind of stuff, which. You know, it's nice since they didn't really do a Thanksgiving episode. No kidding. They have something more festive. I loved the decorations in Monica and Phoebe's, Monica and Rachel's apartment. Like they're not decorations I would do, but it was so festive and it made me want to get more festive with my decorations. Right. Every year they do a really good job with like set decoration. Yeah. I I think, I think they do a good job. Speaking of apartments, this is the first time we see Phoebe's apartment. (gasps) And you know who we first see? Gladys. Gladys. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't know that you saw Gladys this early. I, I missed, I've missed her up until this watch, but she has the wrong color dress on. Yes, it changes. So if you guys don't know who Gladys is, Gladys is the uh, art piece <laughs> that Phoebe made where she's like this mannequin coming out of the picture and it's really creepy. Very, very creepy. Yes. If Phoebe tried to give you Gladys, would you keep her? No. Absolutely yeah. not. I would be terrified. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. But yes. And then, oh my gosh. the So kind of back to the whole thing with the pictures and Phoebe thinking that her dad is actually the stock photo. Then as she's stock leaving, photo. she's like, wish me luck, grandpa. And she looks at the picture and it's Albert Einstein. I just can't. 
I know. Like, this is one of the times where they're like flirting with humor and it's like, do you really think we're stupid? I just think, I don't know. I just am like, oh, I don't really believe that Phoebe wouldn't know who that is. I don't know. I know. I mean, hey, remember the episode where she was arguing with Ross about science? She's just not a sciencey person. That's true. But she was more fucking with him than anything. That is true. That is true. I don't know. But when she cut Monica's hair, she didn't know who Mary, <gasps> Mary Tyler Moore was. So Dudley, she, Dudley Moore and Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Thank yes. you. She could just not. She could just be somebody that just does not know. Like, I always think about this. I'm like, is there anybody on the planet who does not know who Kim Kardashian is? Ah, probably. Right. And I think Phoebe could be one of those people that like just does not know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give her that. I'm I like I'm going to live in that world. Yeah. I'm on it. Um so it's unlikely that Traeger wouldn't have known to turn the radiator off from the bottom like I just talked about. Yeah, that was and I'm like so frustrated. <laughs> like you're the worst super ever. I know. It, I just think I don't get it. I don't I don't know. Plot hole. <laughs> yeah. I, that's a, that's a, the, that's a pothole of a plot hole. The other one that <laughs> I, the other plot hole that I did not think about until now because of where we're at, I think in our age is that, you know, Monica and Rachel are broke. Yes. But they are still throwing a Christmas party. And <coughs> after having hosted like Halloween parties and multiple Thanksgivings, like, Hosting is fucking expensive. Yeah. They could have tipped all of their service people and just not thrown a party. Totally. But like at the same time, what do they really have going on at the party? Do they really have like a lot of food and you know, it's maybe it's just alcohol and appetizers. You don't have to do much to like really blow a budget up for a party. This is true. The alcohol ice, you know, in and of itself, just the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that one either. That's a big, that's a pothole plot hole. That, and that I didn't realize till I'm like now 33 and having spent money on hosting, that shit is expensive. It is. Yeah, oh my God, just one day, just wait till you get to kids' birthday parties and you're like, oh, $300 for a cake. Cool. $300 for a cake. Is this a wedding cake? Uh, it was delicious. I will say that. But yeah, it was a smash cake. Oh, yeah. And it's like $300 on a cake that they just like smash with their hands. Yep. Now she did eat it. But, and I mean, it did include a bunch of cupcakes that I bought. Which were good. Thank you. But yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. But there's a market for everything. I mean, I I think for like a one-year-old birthday party, I would go pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't regret it. It's just like one no. of those things where you're just like, okay, yep, this is my life now. Yeah. This is what we're doing with our life, with our time. Right. Hence why free location this year for the two-year-old birthday party that (laughs) she will not remember. Go big on the one-year-old and then you can have like five years where it doesn't matter. It's all downhill from there. Yeah. Okay. We've come to the end. Who is getting your... Actually, I'd like to know who's taking your win first. Oh, easy, Ross. I, I picked Ross too. I know. I, I hate doing that for a third time. I was wondering, it is the third episode that we've been like <sighs> hating on Ross, but like you have to. You do. And 
I'll give him more this time. It's funny, this episode. Yes. Like this is, yeah, this is just really freaking funny. I think honorable mention, honestly, to Phoebe for being dumb. So dumb. (laughs) But Ross, he's just not in a good place. And I was like, as through this rewatch, I'm like, why do I like Ross so much? I know. I mean, it's, I, I think you're right. Like later seasons, Ross, he becomes a lot more palatable. But like these, and I was like, how the hell do they pull Ross out of this? They do, but it's bad. It gets ugly before it gets better. It's bad. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There were discs I would skip. Yeah. Yep. Um, Best friend. So I went back and forth. I'm going back and forth between Rachel because I think she's so funny and just ribbing at him. Mm Mm-hmm. But I also thought Joey mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's supporting Phoebe and he fixes the radiator. <laughs> I have a twofer. I did Joey and Chandler. Oh, did you? For, for supporting Phoebe and like sitting there for hours, which like I honestly don't think I would do. And not complaining without a cell phone. Yes. Without any entertainment whatsoever. Yep. Just sitting there and like, and then being so sweet at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That whole last scene. I don't know when we talked about it. Giving the gifts from the uh, oh yeah the um corner store or whatever. Yeah, they're all doing their gift exchange. Everyone has put some thought into the presents, and then Joey and Chandler bought all of their presents from like a gas station. Oh my god! Like toilet seat covers. But I love Phoebe's reaction where she's like, "Toilet seat covers." I know. (laughs) She, you know, those people where it's like you could literally give them a paper bag and they'd be like, "Oh my god." Thank you. This is so, so sweet of you. Seat covers. <laughs> and then Rachel's, I don't even have a car. They got her air freshener. <laughs> and uh, windshield wipers. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, oh, God, but the the last. Okay, this was funny. I watched, uh, watching this rewatch. Um, so they give Ross the cans of soda. <laughs> and he's like, I should have gotten you another sweater. And then, um they get Monica ribbed condoms. Yes, for your pleasure. But I watched and Monica gives them to Ross and Ross gives Monica the soda which she opens. Yes. I'm like, what? I don't why know. Why is that weird? I don't know why that was so weird to me, but it's like... It makes more sense for Ross to have the condoms. Yeah, I guess so, but why not her? Like, what if she runs into somebody? Yeah, that's true. I guess. I guess women need to keep condoms at their home too. They could, but just a thought. I thought that that was funny. That is funny. Okay. Who gets your mug? Oh, let's go Joey. Joey. Yeah. Let's give him a, he, he did a good job. He did. He, he was, saved the day. He was sweet, endearing, dumb, mm-hmm. dumb Joey. I gave this episode a three for my Joey sandwich rating. Same. I think it's just a solid episode. You mm-hmm. know, it's not standalone it's not amazing but it's it's solid mm-hmm. you I like know? it it's yeah good. our next episode that we're going to be doing is the one with russ oh yeah talk about anxiety did that episode give you anxiety no why does that one why would that one give me anxiety which one is that i know who russ is but yeah just russ in general no i think it's fucking funny it is funny yeah 
Okay. Well, that was the one with Phoebe's dad. Honestly, email us your thoughts at don't take my wind at gmail.com. I'd love to know if like any of our listeners have like, they're like, I was today years old when I learned that, you know, an avocado is a fruit or something like that. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I would love that. Okay, you guys, thanks for listening to the Pivot Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe. Remember, leave a review, five stars, say whatever the hell you want. Follow along on Instagram at the Pivot Pod. And again, don't take my wind at gmail.com. You can email us. Bye. Bye.